I'm upset. I'm upset. Louder! I'm upset. Louder! I'm upset! Say it louder! I'm upset! Yeah, we're all upset. Ah, can't believe I'm fucking doing another one of these fucking things after another fucking loss like that. Fuck me, it is just a fucking pain in the goddamn <laughs> At this point, we've been, it's, we're so used to it. Um, we're so not, we're just so unsurprised at this point, but yet we're so fucking frustrated because we've been going through this, uh, this year. It's, um, it started, um, it started as a whisper. Um, I don't know why I suddenly got the gladiator thing in, in my head where he's just like in gladiator. He's like, what is the, what is the dream of Rome? It's like, it is a whisper on the wind. Like it grows into something crazy. It started as a whisper this year, um, our performances against top sides. Um, we had a rough loss against West Coast was our first taste of it. Um, and then Brisbane a few weeks later and the whispers got louder. And then um, the Western Bulldogs one is probably the one that really, really kicked it off. And we really started going, because before that it was like losses away from home. But then we lost at home to the Bulldogs and it was like, okay, well, fuck, we're, we're starting to drop them at home against these top sides. We, we performed um, admirably at times against the Bulldogs, but just couldn't put together four quarters. Um, that was fine. Um, then Geelong and it got louder and louder and it was because, you know, the, the other mob had beaten them and fair enough, fair dues, whatever. Um, and they got even louder and then, um, uh, we, the Sydney one, we won one. I was like, oh, well, okay, cool, 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 cool. We're, we, we got one. Um, maybe it'll, maybe it'll start dying off now. Um, we just, just make sure we get the job done against Melbourne and at least put in a good performance, um, across four quarters and we fucking didn't. And here we are doing this review. Um, having to talk about the same shit, and um, I just don't even know where I'm going to go with this, but f- fuck it, we'll figure it out together. Um, I've got a prison bar ale next to me to um, just drown drown out the tears a little bit, and, um, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, she, she, she was a rough one. Um, I will get into it in a moment um, and talk about fuck knows what. Um, we'll figure it out. Uh, a few things at the start, though. Um, shout out to, this is a positive thing before we get into, <laughs> get into everything going on uh, with Port Adelaide and that performance, but... Um, yeah, uh, really cool. Uh, we were walking, um, obviously, a little bit somber mood as we left the ground. We always park across at the convention center. Um, parking, depending on how long you're there, is cheaper. And like, if we get there early enough, we have a drink over that side of the river and all that stuff. And um, so we're parked there, and we're just coming up through the stairway and um, opened the door for a few people coming through. And one guy stopped and um, said, "Do you do a podcast?" And I said yeah and he he's introduced himself to me and we had a quick chat and it was good it was like someone recognized um obviously we post occasional selfies when we're at games and whatnot and recognized us from that and um we just wanted to say good day so um shout out to jamie for saying hello we really appreciate that and um that you listen and all that stuff so that's really cool um also for a few weeks ago i meant to do this earlier but um, a few podcasts back but fraser said good day at the um at the Port, Mag- Port Magpies um, Sturt game a few weeks back when we were able to make it to a Sandful game. We don't get down to as many of those, obviously, with a, my work schedule. I, I um, try to make sure we get to the AFL ones and get to the Sandful ones when we can. So, but um, shout out to Fraser as well for saying good day. So, um, a few people, I don't know if he listens to it, but I know certainly Jamie was saying good day um, with the podcast. Um, yeah, so um, awesome to um, see a few people out and about, and I'm always happy to say good day. And I'm um, uh, just happy to, um, you know, talk of talking footy even after a loss and um with the port fam is great so that's a positive um and basically probably the only positive of the night apart from uh, i guess george today's mark there was a few good moments it's just the problem is we just get good moments but not good games (laughs) um yeah it's it fucking sucks when you have a game where you have 
some highlight moments like the like the silk of Rosie picking up that ball and um, scooping it up and a check siding goal and at a point where the game was close and then again uh, Mitch Georgiotti's taken what is going to be certainly a mark of the year contender and an absolute one of the great marks um, probably the greatest mark I've seen Port Adelaide player in a fair few taken a fair few years um, I know there's been a few there's always some great ones I know Wingard I think was probably the last one that won mark of the year for us a few years back. Um, and you know Motlop took that one on the showdown last year, but I think there was a degree of difficulty thing with um with the fact it was taken on Gorn. We'll talk about it in, within the review, but um, yeah, we need to start finding a way to um make good moments um count um because we've got individual talent um you know even with the injuries and um the unfortunate just Jesus Christ injuries again in this game, but um we have some incredible individual talent. All right, so you, as you can hear, my voice tailed off, and we had a slight audio issue for about ten seconds here. I realised it very quickly and um and just stopped as I was coming to a point of stopping anyway, and reconnected, and all was sweet. So just a slight little interruption there, sorry, but uh, back into it, and nothing much missed. All righty, so the review. Um, where do we start? Look, um, I'm not sure where to go with Port Adelaide at this point. Um, this year. Um, look, there's a I'll ride or die Port Adelaide forever and I'm never going to stop going to games because of performances or whatever and I'm certainly um, where we are at the moment um, still in touch with the top and look there's a performance there's some uh, uh, it was a weekend of upsets really so we're certainly not the only boat it's just we haven't had you know the Bulldogs lose to Sydney in what was probably um, Sydney a pretty good footy team as we found out a few weeks back and um, and it shows you know we lost the Bulldogs Sydney beat the Bulldogs we, we beat Sydney and it's just like it's a there's performance, there's things like this happening all the time, but the fact is got teams like the Bulldogs and Sydney and uh, Melbourne and Geelong all have good wins against good teams, um, as we do as well, but we haven't... We're the one team that's probably had um, the same pattern happen over and over again against the top teams, and that's what's the most frustrating thing that we're finding, um, and, and every fan, and this is why there's such a chorus of fans saying the same thing at the moment, um, whether it be... The frustrations, uh, and I think it was, I saw it before the Bulldogs game, and then I saw it definitely saw it before Geelong, and this one as well. People saying, tweeting a day before the game, going, "I just got a. I wish I didn't, but I've got a bad feeling about this game." And we shouldn't have. We shouldn't be in a position where we're having such uh, negative thoughts before a game. And it's not like people are actually being negative to the point of um, like a, in a in a in a bad way. They're just actually just stating a fact and an opinion that is not um, not isolated in any means as well. And it was the fact that we're going into this Melbourne game again. There was a lot of nerves and a lot of trepidation because while we know the the Port Adelaide footy we've seen at times, whether it be that um that burst against the Bulldogs that brought us roaring back into that game, or even in periods tiny isolated periods against Melbourne that um, showed how good we can be. And then even Geelong, we had uh, periods in that game um, where we roared back into contention in that game and got ourselves ahead. And there's periods in all these games where it shows just how good and dominant we can be. And when our, our ball movement's good and our, our skills are smooth and, and we actually take the game on a bit. And um, and it's not even that we're abandoning the structures. It's just we're, we're actually being a bit more brave. It's uh, I don't know whether it's um, when things start to bog down a bit and the game plan just isn't built to sustain... And 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 hold and 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 be challenged. It seems. It seems as soon as a team puts the increases the pressure on us um, to a point, it, it gets. Um, effort. There seems to be a panic stations mode that's been entered, and and the ball gets held up. It gets slow. It gets bogged down, 
Um, skill errors become more apparent, and it's just and it, it is amazing how much we just uh, burn the ball in these moments. Um, it becomes so much so that you you see it, and I've seen it the, the other night. It was quite apparent in Geelong. It was, and even moments against Sydney, and even um, some of the teams like um, you know against Fremantle as well. A few weeks back, when they started trying to get themselves back into the game, and and challenged to do so as well, and Hawthorne. A few, a couple, just a couple of weeks ago as well. It's team. It's when we start to, when we take the pedal, and you know, it's it's take the pedal off the metal maybe, and we and clearly we can't sustain um, the level that when we are at our best, we don't have a way to sustain that for four quarters. That's fine. Not all teams can go 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 for four quarters, but what you need to do is then be able to have a mode that you reset back into that is just you you, can, you don't you don't just completely lose the ability to play football and it seems that we we just have this i don't know if it's an over coaching problem or it's um because i certainly I'll, I'll talk about ken in a minute because that is one of the topics that's been of, of great discussion this week um and there the, there is very there's a lot of validity validity to most of it as well um but it's I don't know they look like a team that's sometimes in their own heads way too much whether it's it's confidence in themselves but as a collective it shouldn't be you know individual players having issues with confidence at times like Hartlett's admitted that he, you know going back to Sandville's being good because it's allowed him to reset because he's in his own head a lot that's fine but an entire twenty two um, and players that are coming in and out as much as they are at the moment um, that shouldn't be a thing um, that we're dealing with at the moment so uh, I just. I can't. I, as an outside observer, I can only think of a couple of things. Um, it, that is an issue, and I I just keep coming back to when I'm watching us in these periods of play where it's so uh, insipid. Really, it's is the word for it because it is quite horrible to watch. Um, and you know when you're watching us in those moments, you sit there and go, "I've seen better footy out of a- every other team in the league at moments this year." This year and and the scary thing is, yeah, a couple of minutes here and there, but sometimes it's entire quarters at times. Um, that second quarter against uh, Melbourne this week was just horrific, and uh, the the fact we only went in into halftime at nineteen points down was a miracle, really, because um, you know, Melbourne really should have blown us out of the water in that quarter. But whether that's you know, then maybe that's something you should look at too. There were some things we well, we just fucking held on for dear life, really. There's not much, there's not much positivity to take out of that, really. So I shouldn't say too much more about it. We just got lucky that they didn't get more on us at that that point, that moment, but they found a way to in the end anyway. So yeah, there's just. That's I think that's the major problem. I've I've brought it up in little periods, even when I'm t- reviewing wins this year, is that um, we can't when it gets a good footy in those wins has been really good, and we've like you know Hawthorne, we just controlled the ball so brilliantly and 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 were so comfortable for an, an entire half really. But then we in that third quarter, our skills deserted us, um, and it was unforced errors a lot of the times too. It was uh, and this is the same again. Um, I don't know if there, there's so much. Um, timidness and a lack of trust in the game plan. I don't know what it is exactly, but when it gets bad, you know, they you know, you have players clear, um, and whether they think and and then, but then you have players that aren't, and they, t- you know, both got caught in the holding the ball when he shouldn't have this this week, and then there's guys going for marks when they should, when someone should be at least, you know, a bit of voice out there. Jonas last week or a couple of weeks ago against Sydney with a holding the ball call. Um, there's moments when players and and Power Pepper tried to take one on when it wasn't really on. There's just moment. There's just different. The decision making in these all these moments is just so 
incredibly off from where we were last year and where we are at our best. But um, certainly last year, we just you just didn't see this kind of stuff. And whether it was just the footy of 2020 just suited what was going, uh, suited how we were performing, I don't know. You know, just whether it was a year and the 16-minute quarters and all the things that were happening and we just were able to capture that wave to almost get there and we still didn't get there anyway. So, but yeah, this year, we just can't sustain it for the... and. I'm not going to blame 20 minute quarter. That's been footy for eons. So we need to find a way because other teams are able to do it, and we've got a good talented squad. But geez, we looked slow against this Melbourne side. Um, bloody hell, we looked slow. Uh, the way they were able to, um, there was a couple of Petrarca to Oliver and vice versa moments where they were just so smooth, and and they broke the line so quick as well. It was amazing to watch actually, and I can't help but be impressed by it. Um, and that's that what we've got to do is also acknowledge that Melbourne were, are very good and they brought their very best. Um, yeah, look, look, there's been lots of laughs about how uh, Port have lost to it. Port lost to Melbourne and uh, at Adelaide over when the Crows were able to beat them. And, and that, that, like that's true too. I think I watched a fair bit of that Crows Melbourne game just because it was on while I was at work. And certainly the Melbourne side I saw on Thursday night against us was a completely different side to the one. Um, I saw against the Crows, but the Crows took them on. They just were bra- there was brave footy laid on there, it was, and it was nothing to lose. What the fuck have you got to lose? And look, respect to them. I have no problems giving them that credit when they when they were able to do something that we weren't able to do. Um, it's incredible that the Crows can pull that off and then drop the matches they do really. But that's that's a that's what happens when a side is in flux like that. And um, but we have to find a way to be able to do that kind of stuff because we have the players to be able to do it because we're we're putting we're putting the worst sides away at the moment. Um, St Kilda will be interesting this week with a little run there on, but um, we have been able to put all the bad sides away all year and get ourselves in the position where we are still in touching distance of the top four incredibly, even with these um, dismal performances against the sides that are above us. But um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. But uh, anyway, I was I was starting to talk about how impressive Melbourne were. Look, they're impressive. They um, they when they get the when they get the ball clear, um, get a clean clearance. Fuck their debt. They and they just their forwards. They their forward structs are working well. Even though they've, um, I, I actually said in the preview that there has been an issue. That it seems like their scoring hasn't been, and score, scoring still isn't incredibly deadly. But it's, it, there's such a confidence, and and that midfield just provides some clean opportunities at times. That whereas we're butchering so many opportunities that we don't give that. You know, and you're relying on Mitch Georgiades to have to crash, take an incredible mark, and. And Charlie Dixon's just getting beat up in three on ones like for all night, really. And um, which, by the way, there's some idiot near us in the stands, and there was a lot of idiots in the stands on Thursday night. Look, warranted criticism is fine. Um, and I'll go off on a little bit of tangent here, but um, some of the things that I heard from Port fans on uh, Thursday night should be embarrassed. They should be embarrassed. Um, whether it be um, cracking there's a couple of a couple of got, um, heroes behind us who dropped. Um, some called Todd Marshall some things I won't repeat on this podcast about beyond being calling him a dickhead, um, also a homophobic slur for some reason. Um, and then it was loud enough at a time when the crowd wasn't that quiet, that wasn't that loud, that there are a good chance he's hearing it and it's just not on. So just, just don't be a dickhead, um, really in the stands. Um, you can be frustrated, but don't be a dickhead. I look, I swear at umpires and I swear at the other team and I don't like sometimes that I, I get, you know, you get frustrated, but, um, I'm certainly not going to sit there and um, and especially the abuse of our own players and even just some of the things that you that, that that are said. Um, but yeah, one one of them, one of the other guys near us just was calling for Charlie, just yelling and screaming that Charlie has to drag himself because he's got a 
he was on the floor. It was near the end of the game, and the game was just gone really anyway, and he'd just been crashed in the pack again. You could just see Charlie was just knackered. He's been beat up all night, and, and he's just t- he's a bit slow to get up because his body's probably fucking wrecked, and he's just telling I'm just like, God, get out there and fucking play the game yourself and deal with the shit he does, or sit down and shut up. Like, constructive criticism is fine, but just yelling out that he's useless and needs to go back to the... that needs to be dropped needs to drag himself and all that stuff when the guy's clearly been beaten up all night because a fucking forward entry game plan is is devoid. There's no game plan from what I can see um, against these top sides as to, as to how to manage forward 50 entries because we're just, we're just setting our tools up to just be completely beaten up. And Giorgiardi's just had to provide some moments of magic in that um, third quarter to even give us a bit of a chance. So... Yeah, there's misdirected anger, and look, I understand people being angry, but you gotta you gotta give yourself some self management a little bit, and um, not not resort to yelling some things that um, would get you. Um, uh, yeah, you, you know, it's just it's just not on. You can't you just can't say those things, and um, and certainly when you know, and people look, I don't leave early. Um, I don't agree with leaving early either because I think. Um, but if people want to, just just I'll, I'll, I'm not going to sit there and fucking start abusing him. Um, uh, these heroes behind us decided to, um, which was just embarrassing because um, occasionally it was that it was I didn't know they never directed at kids, but one I know one good bloke who had their young kid in tow copped it, and I was just like, well, fuck that kid. You know, we want those kids in the next generation of Port fans, and they're already Port fans, but they're. You want them to continue enjoying coming to the footy. And then I turned around with about a minute to go and the fucking dickheads had left themselves. So it's incredible what um, how some people managed to <laughs> manage to perform at the footy. But hey, um, but we stayed in our seats towards the, uh, right to the end just because I wanted to, I just always want to see how it plays out. And um, shit, pay my membership. I don't want it's, to, it's footy. I'm, I'm staying there around Hail or Shine and, and performances or not, unless I don't know, I, le- I remember leaving a few showdowns at Adelaide, uh, sorry, Adelaide Footy Park as a younger younger man when I was there um, at Crow's home showdowns because I had family that had um, Crow season tickets, so I just go in my port gear and and it would be sometimes with port getting hammered by sixty points, and I'd I'd be copping a, just an just an absolute hail of abuse because I'm the one port fan in the entire section, and then. I'd walk out for both the safety of others as well as the the ch- to, stop, to stop myself doing something that's going to get me banned because you know when you get you only cop and stuff and occasional drink gets spilled um, um, spilled in quotations near you um, enough to get on you you just have to leave to just just to preserve your own sanity so but you know beyond that um, you know I like to stay and and support the team no matter what and you know gave Charlie a. Charlie Clapp, when he kicked a goal that was um, entirely pointless at the end of the game, but still, I guess it brings us... He might have got us half a point of percentage, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was just a lot of um, just disappointing things being said in the crowd, and it was just really disappointing to be a part of, really. And But it was a frustrating night as a whole, and there was a lot of frustration that it was warranted as well, and that's probably the thing that we need to talk about as well, um, is the fact that the warranted frustration and the, the positive expelling of that frustration is a good thing and that's what we need to focus on is like how and all the things being said on social media after the game were um, most of it warranted as well whether it be the stuff at Ken Hinckley or um, and certainly um, I'm not going to start calling names or whatever for Ken because I, look the, he's not a bad bloke I don't no, no I don't believe at all he's a bad bloke he's um, and a lot of our footy a lot of our team like him and he's been the reason we've been there to get some recruits and 
and keep a lot of players happy because there is a lot of I think there is a um, lot of respect and you know we can talk about Zach Butters uh, the personal problems he like not not within himself but his family direct family and the things that have been going on with him and he opened up and he said Ken was a massive help in getting him past that anger and really focusing on footy and being a positive thing so the player Zach Butters is maybe maybe isn't who he is already without um, the influence of Ken so we've got to look at those positivity positive things as well um, but the unfortunate thing is we do need results as well and we need these players to be looking like they're going to be a chance at a premiership and um, when we see the likes of Travis Spoke and certainly Robbie Gray on the sidelines right now I'm just going to pour a beer I've had this beer ready to go for ages so I'm going to pour it as I'm chatting but um, we look at the guys like that in the sidelines uh, well Robbie on the sidelines and Boke um, playing still at the moment um, and we want to see these guys challenging for premierships at the twilight of their career because this is where we think our team is but we're just we're just not on we're not there right now but, and that this, the, the unfortunate thing is, and what is unfortunate to me, is that we just we're just off it. Um, we're not terrible either. That's where the, the malaise comes in because we just don't know where the fuck we are. Um, we're not terrible because we're beaten. It, we've beaten every team below us really this year so far. We're just losing the ones above us and losing, and not losing in classics either. Um, we're losing quite handily. Um, even the sometimes the score line isn't. You know, Geelong wasn't um, the scoreline wasn't overly um, unflattering to us. It looked, you know, you just would have looked at it and gone, "Oh!" But it's the fact that it's the same story every time. And Melbourne certainly um, were just beat us so handily in the end, and and really beyond our little runs. It just if it didn't never felt sustainable. You know, when we got back within nine points, um, it felt like we just had to throw the kitchen sink at them just to get back within nine points, and then they go. I think after we get back within nine points and then, um, you know, they get a fucking quick clearance out of centre and Tom, Tom McDonald's kicking a goal. Oh, God. Yeah. Barely a minute after we've got it within nine points. And it's just like, well, there you go. They did that so easily. And then they, they kicked a couple more. And it's just like, no, nah, we're done. Um, and, and you could see it coming too. You could see just how much energy was having to be expended and that we're having to make goals out of nothing and there wasn't actually a structure to it. There was, there was just... Um, Players using their God-given talents to to do the what they were doing. I don't know why I said God-given. Anyway, um, they're just using their absolute pure talents to do what they're to get us within those points. But it's just we, there's no actual. You can just see it wasn't. There was something about it that's not sustainable, and it wasn't. It wasn't something a game plan and a, and a, an event, a turn of events that was going to get us a win. Um, unless Melbourne just fell apart because they just looked so comfortable. Even they just they look, they looked like they were sitting off a bit and that they were waiting the opportunities and and riding the wave a little bit that we were we were throwing at them and that was just never going to happen. And and that's the problem with the the Hinkley stuff is that we we've seen this story before so many times. Um, when team the big the best teams figure us out, we just fall back into the malaise a little bit, and we never get terrible. We just never we're just average again, and so we have to capture this lightning in a bottle like we did in twenty fourteen, and um you know and last year and and get close and and be arguably one of you know twenty fourteen we get within a kick of the grand final, and I think if we get there, we beat Sydney in that grand final, and that's what's horrible is that we Hawthorne's toughest game of that entire final series was against us, and um. And you know we we just should have got there, but we didn't, and that's the that's the story. You got to win it. You got to win it at the right, you got to be ahead at the right time. And, and the same with last year. Um, you know who knows what happens in the grand final if we get there, but we were within a kick again. And 
but it just feels like we have to throw everything at it to get there and, and it's not sustained. Like the, those seasons and our nine years under Ken so far have been like a micro, have been like a larger version of what we're seeing within games now. It's like we have moments, but then we, it's not sustainable and we get, and then we fall back into the malaise and the averageness again. And that seems to be where we are right now, but we, our best footy is there and look at the injuries. are The injuries are a factor in it, but we, it is the thing that the collective went that are out there, and that's all you can do is the ones that are out there have to do the job still. And yes, it would be better if we had a fully fit Butters and the Butters not going off for another month again as he is, and and the fully fit Dersmer coming back in hopefully, and Rockliffe available, and all those guys would make a difference. And who knows where we're at, but the fact that it still looks like it would be tough because you know the players that are in there and still good enough to be out of at least perform to a point that we should be giving our forwards a dangerous opportunities. And, you know, Robbie Grant or Orazio Fantasia would have helped incredibly as well. And, you know, that's what we've got to remember is a lot of those, those guys missing, but we still should be serving up something better than what we are. Um, because all teams deal with that at times and, and that's the adversity you have to deal with. And we need to find a way to be better in those moments because, um, it feels like even if you threw those guys in there, we'd still be struggling, and then maybe we'd lose by five points, or maybe we we sneak a win um, against Melbourne if they have the fully fit side. But we still should be better than that again, and it's, that's what's the frustration is. You start thinking, oh, geez, geez, even with the guys, these guys back in the side, how good would we be? Because when you see what's happening without those guys, it's like there is um, there is some fundamental structural issues there, and. And I don't know what the answer is. Um, certainly, watching the other night, um, you could see that we just couldn't get, we couldn't, we couldn't, we didn't have the speed to go with them and and be able to break the lines to the midfield and do all those things. And and when you don't have that, you need the skills to be up there to make, be able to make things happen. Those weren't there either at the crucial junctures, and um, and then we threw a leader earlier up forward for some fucking reason. And that's like showing your hand way too early is when you're doing that because like I, I sh- surely Goodwin saw that and goes fuck I've got to win there because they're throwing. Throwing a bloke that earlier in the year was talked about in all Australian contention for for the defense, and they're throwing him at four just to hope that he can mark the fucking ball up there. And then and he did take a great mark on one point, but he missed anyway. And it's just like, what 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 are you doing at that point? What the fuck are you doing at that point when you're throwing a lira lira at forward? And I like you just you just you basically you're not waving the white flag because you are trying something to try and throw an ace in that but and yeah look you know sliding doors if it works and he kicks a bag of four for suddenly because like you know shane ellen or something like that then you're, you're a hero but um and certainly to me like the way that game was going it certainly you knew alia alia wasn't going to change because if you've got guys like mitch georgiades todd marshall and charlie dixon up forward and you can't get them to mark the ball then what the fuck are you thinking that alia alia is going to change up there you're not going. It's not going to change much. So why, you know, and yeah, it just didn't work, and it's just the, that that kind of showed the um the exasperation and and all that that we have with the Ken, the Ken Hinckley stuff at the moment. Like I said, like I said, I think I've I've, I've this review's just been a rat, rattling prattle, and and it's just what it is after a game like that. Um, I apologise that it's the most loosest structure and, and everything of a review I've done, probably, and most of them don't have much structure anyway. This one's just been a real mess. But um, look, it's just... Uh, there is just something about the, the Ken Hinckley stuff that it, it is that he does need... This, the, the pressure is on him because he's been there for that long and this, these same issues see, keep popping up and we see the same footy and... You know, we're at 11 and 4 in 2018 and it all fell apart. And we're at 11 and 4 before the weekend. And yes, Melbourne, they're a good team. So 
that is a loss that you know. But it, the, then the pressure's starting to bit. We're, so we're all we're all feeling it right now. We're all thinking, "Fuck, don't do don't do the twenty eighteen thing again, please." Um, and I, I hate the fact that we're there, but that's where we are, and that's the that's the lack of confidence that the Port Adelaide game, everything about the Port Adelaide football, um, that we're seeing at the moment is is putting in us, and that's what they need to look at. Is a, the, yes, we're all going to be there and support no matter what, and or well, I, I will I will be, and I know most of the the, the proper true believers out there will be. That's what we do, um, but we're all gonna we're not we're not going out there fucking <laughs> with confidence high, so, um. And that's because there's a historical precedent to what we're seeing right now. And it's just like, well, fuck. Until you prove us wrong, uh, that's the questions we're going to... And I'm happy for Ken to prove me wrong. Because, I, like I said, I think he's a, he's a fundamentally he's a good bloke. And that's a, that's what sucks about these kind of things. Um, you know, and basketball and Portland Trailblazers fan, and they just uh, fired Terry Stotts after a long t- long tenure at the helm. And it was a similar issue there. It was... Um, the great bloke, but we didn't know <laughs> by the end of his tenure. It was like oh, I don't know if he can coach this team to where we they should be because the talent they've had and the and there's some things and, the, and there's bad moves besides that. But when you got a team that's got the likes of Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, and that's a very good basis for most teams. And we've seen other teams be able to build pretty quickly, and they, they couldn't. So, um, yeah, and that's it's a similar thing. I feel with Ken. It's just like great bloke, but don't know if he can. Don't know if he's got the I said to a mate through text, I was just like, well, mate, maybe he's just just an incredibly great assistant that's a good head coach and not great. And, and that's the thing that Ken has said himself, we're good, not great. Maybe that's his coaching. I don't know. And I'm ha- like I said, I'm happy to prove him, right, him to, to prove me wrong and get a get that get that cup, just like Mark Williams proved Alan Scott wrong back in the day. Um, there is precedent for um, a coach uh, proving proving the the. Uh, fans wrong so in Port Adelaide history so more than happy for it but that's the questions we do need to ask at the moment that's why I'm trying to do it in a way that sounds as respectful as it possibly can be because I don't want to be um the one that's just shooting out fuck this guy on Twitter or whatever because we've got to I do believe in trying to be as level-headed as possible and having actual discussion about it rather than just saying fuck it but um that, that's that's just what that's where we are at the moment it's a volatile volatile situation for the fan base finds themselves in trying to talk about it because it is what we don't like saying that we don't like saying well fuck maybe this is where we're at but we are at an impasse at the moment with Port Adelaide footy and and look they're in a luckily in a good position because the teams keep taking points off each other they had a good run towards the end of the season here we'll guess in the top four and with a chance but then where do we go from there because it just unless we you know unless some players come back that just provide a spark somewhere it just it just feels like that we're not going to have what it takes to beat those sides anyway. So we're just in a rock and hard place at the moment. Not the worst place to be. You don't want to be at the bottom of the table and, and the mired in, um, you know, a five-year rebuild. But it's not fun being in a place where you just sit there and go, well, fuck, we'll make finals. But, well, hopefully. But we'll make finals very likely. But what's the point? And that sucks. That just fucking sucks. And uh, I don't know what else to say about it. That's just where I'm at. And um, that's unfortunate. And I certainly will keep watching games and keep supporting and I'll get to the next game we'll go to. I'll go there and have that full, you know, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose kind of attitude. I go to every game and into every game and with that positivity. But then at the end, in the in-between times during the week when I'm doing these kind of things, um, I will genuinely think about it. And that's where I'm at at the moment. And that's unfortunate. But 
we'll go into every game sport no matter what and, um, and see where we end up and hopefully we'll start finding some things in the season that, that to bring some positivity as well but uh, it is just a it is it is a rock and a hard place at the moment and super not happy about it so um but yeah we might as well have gone on half an hour of just prattling away with this sh- shit right now and um might as well just talk about a couple of positive things in a moment so i'll have a quick sip of the old beer and um and uh we'll figure out something positive to talk about all righty so positives um i've i've touched on mitch georgiati's great mark already and um we sh- we do need to you know footy's a sport that's it's it's you know, what I'd let it exist to win premierships and we've been lucky in our history to have a lot more success than most. But um footy's a sport that's still tough and particularly at this level in the modern game and the professionalism and all that. Um, it's incredibly hard to get to the top and um and you've got to enjoy those fleeting moments you do get and um and you know, certainly I still have fun, such fun memories of two thousand and four for such reasons. Um in the meantime, when you're not winning for and certainly at the moment we just don't look quite at the races. So you got to enjoy the small things a little bit. And, um, you know, this Miss Georgiades mark was fucking wonderful. Um, it's in a period of the game where we're starting to come back into it a bit. And we're, you know, it, you know, he, ironically, as, as a bloke, I've talked about having a great kick and he did kick another couple of great goals with some, at some difficult angles. Um, this, this kick after the mark was not, was probably one of his worst I've seen in a, in a while. Um, but the mark itself was just incredible. And, um, and we'll just have a listen to it now. Cause it's, um, just, just, it's just fucking great. Butters through a bit of traffic back to Lena into the pocket. Big fly from Georgiades. What a pearler! It was like the schoolyard when you knew whose ball it was. It was just whether they get the sit and reel it in, and he did. It's just, um, I think the thing, incredible thing about it is the fact it's taken on Max, Max fucking Gorn. He's used to the tallest bloke in the, on the fucking field and the, the the premier ruckman and big man in the competition right now is his fucking stepladder up to that one. Um, so start, d- degree of difficulty on the fact that, and it's not like he just, like he had to climb him. He just fucking leapt up onto his shoulders. It was such a clean movement. Um, his sit, his hang time was incredible. Um eyes on the ball the whole way. It was just, it, the, the degree of difficulty is one thing, but then the style points were incredible as well. He just, he just looked clean and incredible. And one of those real marks that you, you throw in a highlight reel to throw to some bloke that's already aliens that um, eventually invade us and, um, and go, what's this sport you got, you guys play down here? And you go, oh, this, this is it. And here's some of the best of it. And you'd show them a mark like that. Cause it was just incredible. And, um, you know, it was in a moment we we're starting to come back and I was still, you know, I was, there's still some frustration, but I, I think I was one of the few in the section. And a lot of people were clapping, but I actually just stood and put my arms over my head and just clapped it. It was just one of those moments you have to appreciate, no matter what, and just go fuck. That was that was good to see, and it was good to be in person. It was like at the opposite like corner of the field, a pocket to us, because you know in Bay One Forty, it was over in the opposite pocket down the other end at the Riverbank end. But um, it was still incredible. You, you saw it right from there, and just it was just incredible to watch. So. What one of the a great highlight to have in a game that was um devoid of too many for us. Um the other moment I did love in the game, um that's probably the it's gotta be the moment of the game. There was two goals though that were incredible. And it was one I'll start like fucking um and I think it's uh I think it was actually was it in the goal of the week for Port Adelaide on their website it was um um 
Trent McKenzie taking that handball, um, you know, and and just loading up from outside fifty at, at the at the um edge of the arc, like at the you know at the um pocket um of the arc as well, because he's you know it's not like he's just loading up from dead center outside fifty. He's having to he's having to um, bring that one back in as well, and it's one that we, I'd love to see a bit more of with him in the side. Um, you know, it's a weapon you can't unload too much, I guess, because you, you otherwise it's going to be obvious and teams will... But, you know, it's just one that is also there for us. And um, he's got such an incredible leg and um, and, and is a pretty, pretty, pretty decent leg as well. And it's something we've been... I haven't seen too much of him here, but it was certainly a great moment to be a part of. And as well as um, the other one I love was Connor Rosie. I've mentioned, briefly mentioned it as well as... Um, his clean pickup and um, he just a one hand scoop off the ground and then the check side um, at the at the scoreboard end as well was um, just a great finish at a moment where the game was well and truly on as well and but as I said at the start of the start of the um, pod it's just or at some point in the pod fuck knows when um, it's uh, these moments are just incredible they're just few and far between otherwise and it's just that's what's frustrating at the moment is we uh whereas you know there's so many moments in melbourne fan can look back on and just go like the the kick over the top to petrarca just running onto it and just get like marking on the run and then running into an open goal and that kind of stuff is we we need that as well because that's um that's a and we've seen that a few times i think uh geelong did us did it to us like the teams that can just break on us and do that kind of stuff is a bit frustrating um whereas we, we seem to just have to work so hard for them but Hey, that was a, those were a couple of positive moments as well. And uh, as I said at the top of the pod, it was great to have a um, have a listener um, stop by and say good day as well on our way out as well. So um, yeah, it's um, fuck. Where do we go from here? It's um, it's a it's a tough week to be a Port fan. Um, copping copping that loss and and really the probably the the setting in of um, the realization. I mean, the realization's been there for a while as as to where we're at, but. Um, it is still um that is still the unfortunate part is we just where there's so much there's such a lack of confidence throughout the the fan base at the moment and I'm certainly sure that the club's feeling it and look we we want to be a positive force for Port Adelaide um our what I see is um at like what I want to do is and what we we want to do with that little piece of what we do um is just try to be as positive as, as we can but you do need to also be realistic and talk about the problems as well when they, when they arise and so I certainly not just going to say fuck it all. They're all useless. Like all the players are. We've got to have an incredible, uh, incredibly good list. It's probably we're finding out the holes in it at the moment as well. But um, you know, I think we've got a list there that can still challenge in the next few years. We're going to have to figure out some of these weaknesses and um, and try to find a way through in the off season. Um, certainly, we're not even there yet. It's you know it's round seventeen that was just gone through. Still got finals to come and all that stuff, but um, there is there is an uncertainty as to where we're at at the moment. That's just the reality of it and what we've got to face. So, um, I guess the positives, another positive that we can find from this weekend of footy though, is um, just how many other teams are fucking <laughs> falling apart when they shouldn't be either. Um, we just saw um, North Melbourne incredibly beat West Coast tonight. West Coast still sit inside the eight after some horrible losses in the last few weeks. So, um, you know, it just shows how. The, the competition is eating each eating each other at the time, at the moment a little bit as well. Um, and we still find ourselves three games clear of seventh, I think, at the moment where we are, and actually tied with fourth on points. But obviously Brisbane are, um, I think, ten percentage points ahead of us. Uh, so that's some. Um, I think we're sitting on one nineteen point eight, which is probably hilarious to many other non Port Adelaide fans at the moment. So uh, fair dues to anyone that picks that one up. Um, whatever, it's funny to us at this point as well. Um, 
But yeah, so look, that's the thing. That's the flip side of this coin is we're still fucking tied to for, for fourth on points. So if we tidy up some wins in the next few weeks, and they're not they're not by, by no means guarantees. By the way, I'm not sitting there going we will win these ones because we're winning. We've, we've there's some teams that are ahead of us in our future. They've been showing some good form lately, even if they're below us on the ladder. Um, they you'd you'd be underestimate underestimating them at your peril. Um, but uh, yeah, beyond like we are still in good position um, to be in the top four at the end of the year if we pull together enough wins in the next um, five weeks. And that's uh, that's the amazing thing at this point is just we are so comfortably entrenched in that kind of, that middle of the eight. Um, unfortunately, we're just outside the four on percentage, but um, and a decent amount of percentage because of just the the. In fact, we haven't maybe haven't put together a massive win uh, when we've had the opportunities to, and, and we've had a few of these losses as well. So, um, but we're incredibly um, beyond Sydney are a game behind us or two games behind us. Can't remember. I had to look at the ladder about fucking an hour ago, and I've already forgotten. But Sydney might be a game behind us. But then beyond that, it's like two, uh, three games back to uh, Frio and West Coast, who are tied in seventh and eighth on points, and I think Frio ahead of West Coast with percentage. Um, and there's a few teams hunting down that those top eight spots now as well. We've got uh, St Kilda and Essendon, they're pretty close there as well. And Richmond in 12th, incredibly, and they looking pretty t- horrible, but you'd never count them out until they're out. So that's just that's and that's the credits in the bank you get when you've won three of the last four premierships. You can just sit there and say they're a danger until they're not a danger anymore because they get some soldiers back, they will be. But that is a positive that I can look at when I look at the ladder, is incredibly where we are with some of it with what we've lost. Uh, Fuck, where are we at? We've lost two games since the bye, um, both at home to top four contender, uh, top four rivals, and um, you know we were fifth going into the bye, I believe. I'm trying to re- think back. We had a loss and a couple of wins and a loss again, and we're just in fifth again. Like as we actually, if other teams had been taking more advantage of their opportunities, we'd be we'd be in a lot worse position. But um, we just kind of sat there, so we're actually we've dodged some bullets as well. That's another positive to take out of it. We have dodged some bullets because other teams are, you know, losing when they shouldn't as well. You know, it's incredible that GWS have had some massive wins and still can't find themselves in the eight because they have some fucking horrible losses as well. So, you know, that's footy and there's plenty of other frustrated fan bases out there and probably some fan bases with a hell of a lot more frustrations. But then we are also at a point where we've got some incredibly high expectations that we came into this season with and that's where, you, that's where, you, that's where the disappointment comes from. If you came into a year, you know, Teams like North Mel- North Melbourne fans must be fucking absolutely cock a hoop tonight because they've beaten just beaten West Coast. They've beaten a top eight team. Uh, they've just beaten West Coast, and they've had a couple of other wins this year, and uh, one other win this year. Um, and you know, the, some people wondering where the one win would come from this year, and they've had a couple now, and one is against a top eight team. They've actually there is signs there to where they're going. So North Melbourne fans are going to be happier than us at the moment. That's where expectation and reality um, and, the, and the expectations come into a season, season with come, come into it. And the media had high expectations of us and we had high expectations of us. And so far, um, the media and us fans are all incredible. And look, the media, I don't care. But um, that there was um, the talk was that we were um, one of the uh, top favourites. Um, Richmond were as well. So, you know, where they're at is far worse, I guess. But... Um, you know, that this is why the disappointment is so real as to where we're at at the moment. So it is something we're going to fight through and, and get through and find a way through and, and see if we can. But let's just keep, you know, find the wins in the next five weeks against. We've got some teams that are going to be challenging, but the ones that we expect to beat coming up coming up in the next few weeks um, before we finish out the year against the Bulldogs, which will be a tough one and be another sign 
another game where we go, well, I guess we'll see where we're at and uh, we'll go into it with probably a fair bit of trepidation. But, hey, uh, every week's a new week and we can just um, – thankfully, we can put that one behind us now because it is behind us. Um, and the, one, the other positive I got out of it was at least it fucking happened on Thursday night and by the time we got to Saturday – I mean, I worked all weekend, but by the time we got to the weekend, I was just like, well, at least I don't have to worry about for, <laughs> for losing this weekend because I've already fucking done it to me on a Thursday. So, yeah, tough one. Port fam, Creed fam, thanks for listening. If you have gotten through this far and dealt with my prattling on and all that fucking stuff, um, it's always tough doing these. And it's incredibly, I guess to conclude, it is incredibly tough doing these reviews when you've done the same thing um, four times this year already and you just said the same shit. And it's just, um, yeah, there's not much There's not much more you can say apart from just run over the same shit and say that there's fund, fundamental structure problems and all those stuff in and what we're doing and we're just not up to it against the best teams. We're not that bad either. And it's just, you just, like I said, rocking a hard place. That's where we are, but uh, we just got to keep finding a way through. So, um, can't the pair. Um, better days to come, hopefully. But uh, that was fucking rough. I'm going to enjoy the rest of this beer. Cheers. <laughs>